0: This episode is sponsored by Realtor.com, who wants you to take advantage of your free profile on Realtor.com. By claiming and completing your free profile, adding a photo, and all of the information that puts you head and shoulders above the competition, you're on your way to receiving free leads, helping search engines find you, and staying top of mind with past clients. To learn more about claiming your free profile, go to Realtor.com forward slash profile. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to The Real View Podcast. I am your host, Allison. Joining me today is our special guest. His name is Eric Thompson. He is a life coach and founder of the Leading Edge Academy. Eric, welcome on to the show.
1: Allison, thank you so much for having me here. I'm so grateful. So looking forward to this. Yeah, I'm I'm really excited. Thank you.
0: Yeah, we're really excited to be having you on today. We are going to be uh, diving into Eric and some of the work that he does and this idea of the perfect real estate career and what that means, how we can achieve it. You know, what does that even look like? So it's going to be a really fun show. I'm excited to be hearing from you, Eric, today about your world and your advice and some of the stuff that you work on with your clients. But before we get started on that, I have to ask our signature question that I ask all of the guests who join me on the show, which is since the show is called The Real View, I would like to know what is the best view that you've ever seen?
1: I love it. So I love this question. Okay, so I live in Colorado. And I love the mountains and I love to ski. And I'm guessing a lot of people have been to Snowmass ski area, at least have heard of it. It's right near Aspen at the top of Snowmass ski mountain. You have to do a little bit of a hike. You have to hike maybe like two minutes. You get this view of mountains called the Maroon Bells. And the Maroon Bells are like the most photographed mountains in all of Colorado. Like if your listeners saw a picture, they would say, oh, yeah, I've I've totally seen those mountains before. So you get this really unique, amazing, incredible view of those mountains from the top of Snowmass, which is just a different perspective that you get from anywhere else. And uh, so it's one of my most favorite places ever. So that's my favorite
0: view. And it sounds like it's close to home. So you get to go see it frequently.
1: Yes, I do. Not not as much as I would like, but uh, we get up there pretty frequently. So that's
0: awesome. Sounds beautiful. That is something we don't have a lot of here in Ohio. No mountains for us. We get, you know, some pretty nice rolling hills and things like that, but no mountains. So I bet that's a beautiful sight for you to see and glad to know that you appreciate it. You know, every time you see it. So very cool.
1: (laughs) Yes. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it's
0: amazing. So I want to hear before we get started on on um, the topic today, I want to hear a little bit about you, Eric, Um, what your career journey has been like, kind of what you do now, Um, how you got started in the world of real estate. Give us a little background history and information about you and your career journey.
1: Yeah, absolutely. As you mentioned, I, I am a certified life coach and, and really the people I focus on, the people I help are realtors. So I help realtors make more money. I mean, that's what I'm focused on without having to buy leads, without having to be pushy and salesy, just in real authentic ways to attract friendly referrals. That's what I focus on. This is my 28th year in real estate. I love it. It's pretty much the only career I've ever had. So started pretty much right out of college, started focused on new homes and new developments. Then that led to general brokerage. So I've been performing realtor myself i've been in management leadership roles i have owned real estate brokerages before but really what i found to be the most fulfilling for me is helping other people to figure it out and and to have success and i'm known for helping people with really simple straightforward ways to have success and it's just the biggest kick i get is when someone says to me hey eric that thing you told me to do it totally worked so that, yeah, that's, that's what I focus on now. I'm, I'm blessed to have an amazing wife. Like I have no business being married to her. Like <laughs> she's so out of my league Aww. Uh, and she's incredible. Uh, don't tell her I said that. And then, um, then <laughs> It'll I'll be our secret. Me. It's
0: all good. It's,
1: <laughs> I have two girls who are in junior high. The three of them are like the light of my life. And so we, as I mentioned before, we live in Colorado. We love to do all things Colorado. We ski and bike and hike and uh, love to go to the lake in the in the summertime. And yeah, but I, I just really, really love to help realtors. That's part of the reason I became certified as a life coach, to, um, because I know so much of the realtor's life is obviously their personal life too. And having all of those pieces kind of figured out and taking a really holistic View helps them to ultimately make more money when when they have stuff really figured out in their personal life as well.
0: Yeah, and that's kind of what is cool and was on a, my list of questions. You know, what makes your approach so different and unique? And I think you know you hit on some of that points. It, it's focusing not on you know those sales goals and crushing all of those, but also like who you are as a person. What else would you say about your approach that makes it different, maybe than some other life coaches yeah. or yeah instructors out there?
1: Yeah, I appreciate you asking. Another thing is I focus on the fact that most of the people I work with in my group training programs, they have a fear of being pushy they don't want to be pushy and salesy. And I love that about them. I mean, to me, that tells me that they're a really good person. They don't want to come across as a used car salesperson, all respect to used car salespeople. But you know, they don't want to be that stereotypical person. They want to maintain a really great friendship and a good family relationship or whatever, like they don't want to mess that up. And so they get concerned about coming across as being too pushy and turning that person off. And so what happens is they end up looking for business in places that are not a good source of business in that there's low odds of success and it, it just takes a lot longer so they end up trying to pursue strangers and the research is and you and i'm sure you you talk about this the research that nar produces like 71 of all real estate consumers pick the realtor based on a relationship one thing i really focus on that's different is i help realtors overcome that fear of being pushy with really specific dialogues on how to come across as a friendly, helpful person, which really unlocks their ability to engage with their social networks as a place to attract referrals, which only makes sense because that that is the best place. So I help them to really nurture those relationships, be able to attract business and, and never mess up the personal relationship. Like if anything, make it better. That's like the low hanging fruit for a realtor's business is within that sphere, within those existing relationships. So just going all in on that with some really effective strategies. So that's that's one thing. And then the other thing I, I coach on a lot is building up credibility and building up the awareness of a realtor's credibility because it, it really takes two things. It takes relationship and credibility. So knowing that the real estate consumer, they have a lot of choices. They have a lot of different realtors they can choose from. The way to stand apart is with your credibility. So the realtor is already credible, but we just have to make sure that the client knows that. And so that kind of goes back to my first point that they, the realtor will get concerned about talking too much about the market and and really showing their expertise because they're afraid of being pushy. But if you can do it in a value add way that gets the client to say, oh my gosh, they really know what they're talking about. Not only are they a great person, but they really know their stuff. That is like where the magic happens. That is really the key to again, unlock the potential of the just attracting friendly referrals.
0: Yeah, no, I think I think that's so true. And you're right. As realtors, you know, we don't want to come off too pushy. No one wants to be that person that like no one wants to be around you because, you know, you're going to try to get something sold to you. No one wants to be that person. And you're right. It is such a fine line between showing off your knowledge and skills and expertise and, you know, what you know about the market and just things like that. Ian coming off as like, oh, my gosh, that's a friend who she's just going to talk to us about houses if we invite her over for coffee. You know, like it is such a fine line. What's some advice that you have to kind of walk that line and how can we really do it in and find that secret sauce, magic way, as you mentioned, of, of doing that?
1: Yeah, absolutely. I happen to share, it's five words, okay? So the, the opposite of being pushy is being helpful, okay? That's the opposite of pushy. And so when I coach people that, they're always like, oh yeah, that's it. Because I all I want to be is helpful. I just want to be a friendly, helpful person because I am a friendly, helpful person. So I don't want to be pushy, I want to be helpful. And that feels authentic to me. Because that's who I am. That's why I started this in the first place. So the five words are, would it be helpful if? Would it be helpful if? So if that's all the realtors coach to ultimately say to the person they're talking to, in response to questions and thoughts and comments that people are making about the market, you just consider, okay, what would be helpful to this person, given the questions that they're asking me, given the situation they're in, given the things that they're talking about, Is there something that I have that would be helpful that I can offer to them that would help them out? And so it's an awesome statement because it forces you to get empathetic, like it forces you to get inside the mind of the other person. And and we're empathetic already. So it's not like you have to fake being empathetic, but it really gets you to think about, okay, what would help this person out? And you see the world through their eyes, instead of just thinking what would help us personally, we think about what would help them. And the other brilliant thing about that five word statement is it creates a next step, right? So you're going to offer up something that would be helpful. If you do a good job, they will say yes to that. Then you could say, great. And how about I'll follow up with you? Just to see what questions you have, see if you want to learn even more, see what you thought, you know, whatever is appropriate. So, like an easy example would be a lot of your realtors listening to this have access to some kind of a a newsletter, for example, whether it be printed newsletter or e-newsletter, maybe that their company produces. There's some kind of market update that they have access to. There's some information, right, some stats about the market. And so as the client is asking questions about the market, which they always do, we never have to bring it up, they bring it up. You can just say, you know what, I have uh, d- just the latest report. I just got it few days ago, kind of sums up what's happening in the market. It's just a few pages. Would that be helpful if I sent that to you? I'm happy to send it over. So if, when you use those two phrases, would it be helpful if, and I'd be happy to in conjunction, they will say yes. They'll say, oh yeah, great. Yeah, please do send that over. So you send it and then you follow up, you know, without ever being pushy and salesy. So that was a long answer to your question. No, the short, great. Answer, short answer is five words. Would it be helpful if that's all you have to say?
0: And what I also kind of love about that statement, too, is it shows you're listening. You know, I think it shows that you're tuned in and you're thinking you're hearing this person, you know, whatever they're saying. And you're saying, oh, I think I have something that can help you with that. You know, that's what I that what I think is so great about that phrase as well. Have you noticed that that, too, kind of helps with our listening, you know, skills and shows, oh, yeah. like you said, that we're empathetic and we're listening yes. and taking it all in and trying to help someone if they're expressing something that they're thinking about when it comes to the real estate market.
1: Yes, 100%. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. It forces you to really pay attention to what they're saying.
0: So one of the things, too, that I like on your website, and, and it's laid out really nicely, if you all want to go check Eric Thompson's uh, website out, Leading Edge Academy, is you kind of lay out a bunch of questions, in, in, but you say you are already this. You are already. Enter, you know, that ad- adjective that you have on your website, these little phrases. And, and I think that's really cool. We already have these skills, but yet something is stopping us from getting there. What do you kind of see in your time coaching and leading others that really stops us from maybe reaching our full potential? What does that look like from your perspective?
1: Yeah, well, I'll tell you, Allison, what's happening right now. We're blaming the market. We need to stop blaming the market. Now, And here's the thing. The market is going to have a say in our results for sure. I'm not saying that it's, it has no influence, but we're giving too much of the responsibility to the market for our results and also for how we feel. And so, so often I'm talking to realtors and I'm like, how's it going? And like, oh yeah, not not that great. And I say, why? Well, haven't you heard? Haven't you seen what's happening with interest rates, with inflation, with the market, on and on. And, and again, it, we need to be aware of what's happening in the market. The market's gonna have a say, but when you give away how you feel to the market, we're never gonna be in a position to really get what we want, have the results we want help the number of people that we want to help in the way that we want to help them when we're chalking it all up to the market, when we give it all away. And so that I think the best metaphor, because I like to ride bikes, I mentioned that before, it's, you know, right now we have a headwind. So when I'm dealing with a headwind on my bike, I have to deal with it. The headwind is the headwind. I can't do anything about it other than turn around and ride the other way. But then I'm not going to get to where I want to go. And so, you have to really pay, like you have to hunker down, right? And hopefully, you're around other people and you can draft off of them and you can really have fun with that metaphor. But, you know, right now we have a headwind. We had a tailwind in the market. There's a headwind now. So, it will impact how fast we can go using the bike riding metaphor. But if we're on our bike and we say, well, I can't ride anymore because it's windy, I have to stop. You know, it's windy out, I have to stop. Well, you're not going to go anywhere. You're not going to make any progress. So, it will impact how fast you can go, but you can't give away your results 100% to the market and you can't give away how you feel to the market. My focus now in my group coaching program, we're, we're talking a lot about here's what's out of our control and we're going all in on the things that we can't control. And it's really, it's only three things. So, so I call it, it's the three essentials. And so that's the thing I see right now. And that that's, if there's anything that's holding, an agent back, holding a realtor back, it's they're giving away all their power to something that's not in their control.
0: Yeah, and just taking back that power is so important. You know, like you said, we can't change the market. We're not the ones deciding the interest rates every day. We're not, you know, the ones who can't create any inventory or more homes for sale. And but we can control is how we're going to respond to that. And I think that that is super important and something that we should all keep an eye on and be mindful and aware of. Because like you said, it is like, well, how's it going? I was like, well, the market, blah, blah, blah. No, it's like, how are you going to respond? Because people are always going to need to buy and sell homes, you know, no matter what kind of market it is, that need is always going to be there. And I think that that's really important. This episode of The Real View is brought to you by the Ohio Association of Community Colleges. Ohio's network of community colleges provides accessible training that accommodates the busy lifestyles of aspiring real estate professionals at half the price of a traditional university. With convenient locations in every part of the state, as well as online options, Ohio's community colleges are your smart choice for pre-licensing education. For more details or to start the journey to a real estate career, visit the education page at ohiorealtors.org and then click on the pre-licensed course locations. So I want to kind of talk about this idea of the perfect real estate career. And you kind of talked about it in the beginning too. You know, everybody wants to make a lot of money and not spend a lot of time doing it. (laughs) But beyond that, what does this idea of the perfect real estate career consist of?
1: You know, ultimately it's when it feels really good. When you, you feel very fulfilled, You work with people that you love working with. You have ways to to attract more. Like you're not worried about where's the where's my next deal coming from. Like there's none of that energy. It's it's just a really calm, focused, and and also determined energy. And also again, very aware of the market. You know, never we're not going to have rainbows and unicorns about this tough market (laughs) that we're in right now. We're going to get it. The perfect career is when an agent, when a realtor can focus on just three things. So I, I kind of mentioned it before, I call it the three essentials. So when it comes down to it, there are only three things that are in your control that will really influence, determine your success, your outcome, only three things. So the good news is there's only three things and there are three things you totally can control. So the first thing is you. So that's thing number one is you. <laughs> okay. So you have to like optimize you. Uh, Thing number two is your clients. When I say clients, I mean all the people in someone's database or sphere of influence because not just current clients, because I think we need to think of all those people as clients because what you do with a client is you take care of a client. So we're taking care of all those people, whether it be the 150 or 250 or 350 people in someone's database. So the second thing, have you optimized how you interact with your clients, the goodwill that you're building with them, The relationship, the credibility, are you being super proactive? Have you identified and and gotten clear about who your best client is? And have you chosen not to work with a certain kind of person? So that's all about optimizing the client. Then the third place is your environment. So your environment has a ton to do with your success. There's a lot of interesting research around this.
0: Yeah, that's interesting. Yeah. I never, I never thought about that. Yeah.
1: So that you know, think of the most amazing flower seed in the world put in very toxic soil, that seed is not going to grow. And so even like an average seed put in the most amazing soil ever is going to grow into something cool. So getting people to really optimize their environment, who are they surrounding themselves with? Is that a supportive environment? Is that a place where they're learning a lot, really building up their skill set, really understanding the market? So again, the three things are you, your clients, and your environment. We have to right now, because of the headwind, we have to optimize all three. Like all three, have, they have got to be at a 10 out of 10. They have to be. Like there's no time to kind of wing it or wait for things to change or anything like that. We've got to be all in on really dialing those up. Yeah,
0: absolutely. So that's a perfect
1: career. Okay.
0: Yeah, and one of the things you uh, were mentioning too in the beginning was, who you are as a, as a person, and this goes back to your, you and your environment, that just affects our careers so much. And if we're kind of not functioning at our highest level, how can our business really kind of do the same? What's your thoughts on that and how we can really, you know, become the best version of ourselves, surround ourselves with some great people? And how does that impact ultimately um, our career and where we end up?
1: Yeah. One of the best like hacks on building up yourself and building up your your self-belief and your self-confidence is to commit to always having your own back. So regardless of the outcome, when you can say to yourself, you know what, no matter what happens, I'm not gonna give myself a hard time. I'm gonna go all in on this thing. I have high standards. I have super high expectations. I'm going to give this my all. I'm gonna let it all hang out. am not gonna do this halfway. But if it doesn't go like I want, if I don't get the answer I want, if I don't get the response I want, if they say no if they end up working with another realtor, if they choose to wait and not act today, if, you know, whatever, whatever is not the outcome you want, if that happens, I'm not going to harass myself. I'm going to learn from it. I'm going to kind of replay the tape and think about how I might be better next time, but I'm not going to beat myself up. <clears throat> so when, when when I can get someone to really go all in on that, like really commit to that, their self-confidence goes through the roof because they'll walk into that Big listing consultation. They'll walk into that that first time with a the buyer. They'll walk into that negotiation, knowing that they're going to have their own back no matter what. So, so they have way more confidence going in there. So, in the, there's research on this too. What really, really what rattles someone's confidence is when they're worried about the self harassment that will come later. I'm not. I don't feel good about this because if it doesn't go well, then I'm I'm just gonna years and years on end. I'm gonna give myself a hard, a hard time. So. When we can stop doing that, we do ourselves such a favor and we really boost up our self confidence.
0: Isn't that sad that we are the worst on ourselves? Like, nobody else is even caring or thinking, but it's us. We're doing it to ourselves. Like, we are making ourselves miserable and, and you know, beating ourselves up if something doesn't go exactly the way that we planned on it. I mean, that's like so sad.
1: <laughs> it is super sad. It's super sad. Yeah. Yeah. The, the way I get people to think about it, like, think about a, a little league baseball player, right? So, think about a little kid playing baseball. And thinking that this kid has had a hard time getting a hit. And now it's this kid's turn to go to the plate. If the coach, right before that kid goes to the plate, if the coach is like, look, you better get a hit or else, like you're going you're gonna to hear it from me for a long time. You better get a hit. That kid is going to be so rattled, right? That There's no confidence and probably not going to get a hit when the kid's going to the plate with that mindset. Whereas if the coach says, look, I want you to get a hit. I believe in you. That is what we expect. I know you can do it. And also know if you don't get a hit, I got you. Like I got your back. Like it's all good. We're just going to learn from it. So just know I totally have your back even if you don't get a hit. Think of the, like even think of the body language that kid is going to have walking up to the plate. That kid's going to be like, okay, the coach has got me no matter what. So here I go. I'm going to give it my all. So we got to do that to ourselves.
0: Yeah, we we are. We're so hard on ourselves. Like we got to stop talking badly to ourselves. You know, this is something I think everybody struggles with. I know I do personally. I'm always, you know, that voice in your head. Is always you know doubting yourselves and you know you always are so tough on yourself and you just want and when things don't go your way it's always like oh my gosh you're right you harp on it for the next you know six weeks I'm still thinking about the mistake I made or you know something that I tried and and it didn't go my way and it's just we got to stop doing that we got to be better <laughs> as realtors yeah nicer self talk for sure
1: absolutely absolutely.
0: What are some common mistakes that you see uh, that realtors make when it comes to their career? I know we kind of talked about being pushy about having this negative self-talk. What are some of the other mistakes that kind of you see that things get in the way for our realtors to be having successful careers?
1: Well, one I see right now, and this will sound very basic, but because the market has gotten tough because of the headwind, I see a lot of realtors just really pulling back. On their marketing and really pulling back on their outreach really pulling back in terms of being proactively reaching out to people for whatever kind of strange reason they think that because there isn't in quotes good news to share about the market that they shouldn't be out talking about the market but oh my gosh like right now there's an incredible opportunity to answer questions and like be the voice be the one that's bringing clarity to a confused market, be out there talking about it. Even if you don't feel like it's positive news, be the one talking about it because people are looking for answers and they're gonna remember those that really stood up right now and were willing to proactively have that reach out and, and really talk about the market and give some good insights and nuggets as to what's happening in the market, what's happening now and why. Here's where we think it's going and why. Here's what has happened in the past and why. You know, just to go all in on that, there's an amazing opportunity. So like a lot of agents right now are almost like going into hiding. And I saw it happen right after COVID too, right? So like March of 2020, a lot of realtors went into hiding. And the next thing you knew, the market took off. And those are the ones like scrambling, trying to catch up. Whereas those that were, who still stayed in motion and really did a good job, of connecting with clients, those are the ones that benefited. And the same thing is happening now. Now the time frame is stretching. Like we saw such a quick turnaround when, when COVID came along, like the market turned down, like the light switch was turned off, like all the way off. But then 45 days later, it was turned on. It's not 45 days right now. It's going to take longer. But those who are still reaching out to clients, doing a really good job with that, those are the ones who are going to win. Those are totally the ones who are going to win.
0: And now's the opportunity to kind of build that accountability. Like you said, you know, we may not be trying to necessarily have clients come in to buy and sell homes right now, but this just might be an opportunity for you to show off your skills and expertise, you know, maybe when you're not in a super high selling time, which I think is so important. And that goes back to your earlier point, too, about this is just another chance for us to show off who we are, show off our knowledge, show off that we are the experts in what we do. What's one thing that you wish people knew about having a successful real estate career?
1: that it's simple. It's really simple. I mean, you just have to talk to people in your own authentic way. So you have to authentically connect with people. Do it in a way that really works with you and your personality. Also build your credibility in a value-add way, right? In, in just a way that only brings more clarity to the other person, gives them more insight about, about the market. So often we overcomplicate it. my one, one of my real estate heroes has this great line. He says, this business is only complicated if you let it be complicated. And it's so simple. Now, the transaction is complicated, super complicated. But the business, like the business aspect of it and how to have business and how to have clients, it's super simple. It's very straightforward. It's hard work. Like not everyone can do it. It's hard work. But the things you have to do that you need to do are so straightforward. So simple.
0: Yeah. And it's just a matter of sometimes, you know, just like getting out of our own way. <laughs> like we just stand in our own way, like so much. And just if you just take your own negative thoughts and take your own, you know, inhibitions, you know, away, then it is. It just sometimes clicks. But like you said, it comes with hard work and it comes with, you know, dedication. And of course, you get out of something just as much as you put into it. So the effort has to be there. The work ethic has to be there, you know, of course. But just quit doubting ourselves. <laughs> yes.
1: Yes. Yeah. Absolutely.
0: Yeah, we're just we're we're so hard on ourselves. What do you think is the most important skill that a successful realtor needs
1: to have? The skill of answering the question how's the market. It's the brilliant thing about this career is that the client is going to ask you. If we were selling life insurance, that wouldn't happen. Like the client wouldn't say to us, "Yeah, so how's the life insurance business?" Like that doesn't happen. The poor life insurance people, like yeah. they have to bring it up. <laughs>
0: yeah.
1: We don't have to do that. We just have to chat with people, just talk to them about their life and ask them what's happening with their in their family and with their job and what are they doing for fun? And then they're bound to say some version of, yeah, so how's the market? And sometimes it sounds like, how's the market? Sometimes it sounds like, how's real estate these days? Boy, I bet it's an interesting time to be in real estate. Wow, real estate sure is wild these days. You know, anything like that are all versions of how's the market. So most realtors are really bad at answering that question, unfortunately. Mostly because they've, they've never been taught How to answer it. So the most common bad response to the how's the market question is the word crazy. So we are so good, we realtors are so good at using the word crazy. And sometimes we take the bait, like the client will say, Boy, I bet real estate's crazy these days. And we'll say, Yeah, really, you're right. So crazy. crazy." (laughs) And you think about that, like that's done that word crazy has done nothing to you know enhance relationship, build your credibility it's done nothing. I tease and say there's only one kind of person who is attracted to crazy and that's crazy people. <laughs> it's true. Like, no one needs more crazy people in their life. Like we're, all of us are all, we're good on crazy. I don't know about you, but I'm good. Like yes. I don't need any more crazy people in there's my life. Enough. <laughs> so crazy, when we use the word crazy, it's repelling to the kind of person that we want to work with. So we need to remove the word crazy from our vocabulary. We're not going to call the market crazy anymore. Like we can use that word just with us. Like if you're lunch or having a glass of wine or a beer with another realtor friend. You can say it's crazy, but we're not going to use that word with clients. So that really the easiest way to answer, like the most straightforward way to answer the question, how's the market is to have always three stats at the ready. Okay. So just have three stats or facts, little nuggets about the market. So I coach people to write these down every morning. Just write them on a little sticky note, put them in your pocket. There they are. They're ready to go. That will help you to memorize them. So like if you can memorize what's happening with prices, what's happening with inventory and what's happening with days on market. Like if you had a stat to share and so the, the client says you, yes, yeah, so what's going on in real estate these days? You can say, well, here's what's interesting. Prices are doing this. Inventory is doing this. Days on market is doing this. Then that person is going to say, wow, they really know their stuff. This person really knows what they're talking about. And then away you go into a great conversation about the market, which leads to a would it be helpful if?"
0: That's so smart.
1: Basic as that sounds, successful Realtors are really good at answering that question. And because they have memorized those three stats, they walk around with, with this energy of someone, please ask me about the market. Please. They're just energetically
0: begging, begging for you the question, to ask. Yeah.
1: <laughs> they get the question without ever having to bring it up themselves in, in conversation. Whereas those that don't study those stats, they have an energy of, I hope no one asks me about real estate because I'm not ready to answer. That's a problem, right? So when you get good at knowing how to answer, you're going to get the question more, which means you get to say, would it be helpful if more, which means you're off to the races.
0: Endless opportunities. The door is wide open from there. (laughs) Well, Eric, this was so fantastic. So many great little bits of advice that I know I have things in my head that I'm going to write down and, and tips to take with me when we stop this recording here. But this was really, really great. And I appreciate you coming on so much. And thanks again for being here.
1: Oh, my gosh, my pleasure. If I could just plug one thing of a free class, your listeners can watch a free class. It's online. Just go to erictclass.com. So it's a one-hour workshop. I think it will help a lot. It it really covers the three essentials, E-R-I-C-T, then the word class.com, erictclass.com. Go there. It's totally free, and uh, I think it will help your listeners out.
0: Yeah, guys, go check it out, Erictclass.com. Hear more from Eric. I know he's shared some great information, so I'm sure that class will have a lot of great stuff to take away from it, too. Thanks again for being here, Eric, and to all of our listeners. Thank you guys for tuning in. We'll talk to you next week. Thank you for listening to The Real View. That wraps up today's episode. You can keep up with the latest on the podcast at the slash View and on Apple or Google podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen. Have questions, comments, or suggestions we want to hear from you. Email us at podcast at Realtors.org. We'll see you next time.